The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. Belly on up to my nine-foot homemade oak bar and pour yourself a cold one. This is 30 Minutes of Good, just for Evergreen Park. It is known as the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. Hannah Beth is off this week. She was exposed to COVID. Still waiting on test results. She isn't showing any symptoms, but to be on the safe side, she will not be on this week's show. The show is brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, our proud sponsors. Having a bank that can deliver under pressure makes all the difference. When the pandemic hit and local businesses needed help securing Paycheck Protection Program loans, they turned to the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, and they worked to help 13 local businesses right here in Evergreen Park get more than $3 million in loans, and that saved more than 200 local jobs. They can also make a difference for you and yours with personalized banking solutions you can rely on. Learn more right now at bankevergreenpark.com slash for you, member FDIC, equal housing lender. They are our proud sponsors over at the corner of 95th and Pulaski in that iconic building. Stop in and say hi. Great people over there. Plus, the EP podcast car magnet is over there. When we do giveaways and look for cars with the magnets, that's how you get them. Go through the drive through or go inside and ask for one. They're free. John Brand from Open Outcry invited me to his bar this week. I'm going to play that audio for you. I tasted a very spicy beer. I also learned that he has very interesting eating habits. But our fill-in co-host this week, joining me at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, is Mark Marzullo. He is a village trustee. He is not running for anything, but he always stops by and gives us the latest in what's going on in Evergreen Park. We get some inside dope from him, so we're going to do that this week. Mark, how are you? Well, Chris, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be at the Nine Foot Homemade Nine Foot Bar, right? Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar. I got the ruler out. Nine Foot Homemade <laughs> Oak Bar, and uh, you know, it's just great to be here with you. It's nine feet this way, and then it actually has another two feet the other way on the L. So, hold I mean, on one second. It's a solid one. Hold on. Solid oak. Solid oak. It is. That's some solid oak right there. That's the bar. This is the bar that my wife didn't believe I was going to build. So we bought this house 15 years ago on 99th Street. And I told her, I said, I want to build a bar in this basement. And she laughed. And I was like, eh, all right. But we had a bar when I was a kid growing up. And my grandparents had a bar. And every, every family house that I ever grew up in had a bar in the basement. I want a bar. She's like, yeah, if you want to build a bar, honey, build a bar. She'd never seen me do anything. So then... What happened was her mother, because my wife's from West Virginia, moves from West Virginia and she wants to be closer to her grandchildren. And she was supposed to stay for a week. She stayed for a year in my basement. And by the time she left, her two cats and her dog had destroyed the entire thing. So now I get to gut the entire finished side of the basement. And in the process, I go and I'm building this bar. And she still didn't believe me. But at that point, it was revenge for having to live with my mother-in-law. So I was determined. (laughs) To build this thing, 
and it's still standing. It hasn't fallen down yet, so I'm well, pretty proud of it. We've got more than a bar here. This is a whole man cave motif down here, pal. I mean, come on. The bar's only part of the equation. I see a big TV. I see sports paraphernalia over the wall. There's all kinds of stuff And in I here. see Dean Martin over the corner there. The yeah. Some of the Rat Pack. So, yeah. you know, I'm at home. Right, right. I mean, this is, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the homage to me. Like, people don't understand this. Like, it's a family bar, but it's really like, I mean, I've got this snowboard that's over the bar. I don't think I've ever talked about it. And if you ever see a picture of the bar, I have a snowboard over a bar and it's a Coors Light snowboard. And I don't think I've ever told this story on the air. It's just big, right, Mark? I got a big giant snowboarder. It's racked over the bar. And it's like, wow, it looks like a really neat thing you'd have over a bar. It's a Coors Light torpedo that's like going along and it's a, it's an actual snowboard. So I'm doing a radio in Reno, Nevada. And I actually was only there for about five months. The home office in Los Angeles decides they're going to change the radio station in Reno, Nevada. And this would be the equivalent if you look on a map of like if there was a home office in Tallahassee changing a radio station in Indianapolis, like that's a big distance. They're going to change the station now to focus on women that are 45 and older. And I'm a 25 year old rock morning DJ. So I'm fired. Okay, that's, that's going to be a tough one to fill. <laughs> they, they pull me in on a Friday morning after the show. They go, you're fired. I go, I have a two year guaranteed deal. I don't care. Just send me my check every month. The guy who signed the two year guaranteed deal, he got fired an hour later because he shouldn't have done that. Okay, so but anyway, I got I got my money. I'm gone. I'm sitting in a bar. My wife finds me. I'm I'm, I'm listening to Frank Sinatra my way. All right. You know, drinking in some Irish pub and she drags me out. She goes, I got to get food in you. Brings me to a bar. And we're sitting there, I'm having some chicken wings, and this girl walks up, and she's with a competing radio station, and they are giving away this snowboard. And so we each get a raffle ticket, and Erica wins. And the question the girl asks her is, do you or anybody that you're associated with work for any media organization in town? And Erica's response is, not for the last eight hours. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> and we got that. That was our parting gift from Reno, Nevada. So everything's got a story in the bar. It looks Mark. very good, and very appropriately placed. All right. So I want to talk about stories with you. Anything. And what's going on here in, in the EP. So first of all, things are opening up, and I think that's incredible. And I guess I think the first thing I got to ask you is, how proud, and I don't want you to boast too much, but how proud are you about how the Evergreen Park response to the pandemic seems to have been the right response. You shut down when you needed to. You you knew when it was time to say we're not enforcing these rules. We don't have the we don't have the the personnel to do it. And also our businesses need to stay open. The patch continues to put out things that essentially show that there hasn't been like this big blossoming of of COVID infections. And if you would have nitpicked a lot of these these bars and restaurants and and shops, you might have hurt them unnecessarily because we're seeing a big difference now. Now that we know more about the science, uh, you know, the mayor talked about it on a previous episode. You guys listen to an awful lot of experts. When you look back over the last year now, do you feel proud about what you guys have been able to do here in the EP? You know, Chris, um, under Jim Sexton's leadership and board of trustees, we we looked at the situation. Uh, you couldn't shut down businesses. You couldn't, you'd, it'd be a ghost town if you said, you're empty, you're out of business. But what we kind of, the philosophy that we want to do is, we'll let you stay open, but you got to do it right. You got to be careful. There are some rules. because COVID was new. No one knew, you know, what we're, you know, one guy would get on TV and say, oh, it's a horror, you know, we're all, and another guy would say something different and they're still doing back and forth right now. But I think our decision to let the businesses operate in a safe manner do it right. Everyone wear masks. Do the right thing. Keep them afloat. Keep their doors open. Let them have their carryouts. And when they shut down, 
most of them were shut down for quite a while there. They they barely hung on. But when they got to open up again, and when the state said, you can't open up, and we kind of said, well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. And what had happened was our COVID ratio in Evergreen Park, Mayor Sexton always had the figures. We were kind of always lower. He was real good on his figures when we're talking to experts, and he could get numbers just for our area. We were always lower than anybody else. So you guys have been able to actually see numbers for just Evergreen Park. Like, you're getting data that's being sent to you. Like, these are EP residents, or these are things traced back to EP? I mean, you guys were actually getting numbers that were coming we in. We were based on our numbers on from the hospitals of, of how many Evergreen Park people were admitted with COVID okay. in Christ and Little Company Mary. And uh, the numbers were... You know, we could even track how many people even passed away that lived in Evergreen Park. So we were we were kind of on top of it. The mayor was all over it. Uh, and it wasn't, you know, when the, when the state would say, we're at this high percentage, our numbers, that the, the numbers that we were getting were always seemed to be a lot lower. So it's just a testament to the everybody in town doing the right thing. The, the political decisions were correct. The business decisions were correct. And now we're kind of at the light at the end of the tunnel. And our restaurants have survived. And we're just extremely happy that it turned out because I'm not proud for myself as a politician and, and the mayor. I'm proud that we kept our businesses open because I'm a businessman and that's what it's all about. Because without our small businesses, Chris, we're nothing. But I think that you guys now, because of the way that you've handled things, you're attracting new businesses. Like we're going to next week talk with Unbeatable Eatables. And that's a brand new sandwich shop just opened up on 95th Street. The idea that there's still things opening in Evergreen Park even during this time, has got to be encouraging. People always want to do business in Evergreen Park. I, you know, is, is, is the late Mayor Vac always said, is Chicago, my biggest suburb, Chicago, next to me. Uh, they're not doing it right. We're going to do it right in Evergreen Park. And we've had a lot of businesses. Uh, uh, a pizza slice moved from Oak Lawn because they want to do business in Evergreen Park. So he just crossed the street. That was a street like, like, why are we over here? We're going over there. A couple yeah. of restaurants. There was a Subway or uh, there was something else in Beverly. Um, they came in Evergreen Park. Because we make, we're business-friendly people. We're not out. Listen, we all got to do it right. Everyone's got to follow the rules. But we are a little, we can work with people, okay? If someone has an issue, we'll work with them. We're in a bigger city. Hey, here it is. And if you don't like it, too bad for you. They can talk. Yeah, what, where else in a town have you got an issue that you can make a phone call at the Village Hall and Mayor Sexton will respond to the issue? That's unheard of. Then Mayor Sexton will make sure we do the right thing. So we're really going to miss Mayor Sexton, but we're really excited about Kelly Burke coming in because I think she's going to be, she understands that's the kind of way the mold is in town is that we're here for one reason only, to help the people. And that's our, that's all why, why we're here. It is now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street, brought to you by Mike Bauer at Country Financial Insurance. I do my home, I do my auto, I do all my insurance with Mike. Located right here in Evergreen Park, 3923 West 95th Street, 708-425-1559. Give him a call today. What a beautiful Easter it was. And guess what? The weather continuing this week in Evergreen Park. We're going to be in the high 70s and touch 80, likely on Wednesday, possibly on Tuesday, and then some rain. It's going to go back down to the 60s, and it might even be in the 50s on Saturday. But we're getting there. Like, spring is breaking through. Hopefully it doesn't rain on Thursday, though. I got tickets for opening day at the White Sox. 
And on Saturday, one of our other podcasts, Socks in the Basement, live at Cork and Carry at the park. If you're going to be down at the ballpark on Saturday, come visit me. Village elections are on Tuesday. Go to your local polling place. But if you need any help, the county runs these elections. Go to cookcountyclerkil.gov and find out the answers. The Evergreen Park Recreation Department has spring 2021 youth and adult sports available right now. Go direct to 3450 West 97th Street and sign up. You can reach them by phone at 708-229-3373. That's your EP Podcast word on the street. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at the EPPodcast.com. This is Kelly Burke. I'm running for mayor of Evergreen Park on the Good Government United Homeowners Slate, along with Clerk Kathy Aparo and trustees Norm Anderson, Mark Phelan, and Carol Kyle. We are all longtime village residents, and we've been bringing you honest, efficient, and experienced government for 20-plus years. Honest, efficient, and experienced government. The kind Evergreen Park residents want and expect. Evergreen Park has safe streets, vibrant neighborhoods, beautiful parks, and updated facilities. We have thriving commercial development with more to come. Our good government team has helped make Evergreen Park a great place to live, work, and raise a family. Let's keep it going. Vote for Kelly Burke and the Good Government United Homeowners team. The election is April 6th, but early voting starts on March 22nd. This ad was paid for by the Good Government United Homeowners Party. Is this a weird election? I feel like more people are paying attention to what's going on because there's an actual mayoral race between two candidates. So it seems like there's far more chatter about it. There's more talk about it. There's more... There's more going on, it seems like, on the social media pages. And does this is there something that you feel that's abnormal about this? Or is this business as usual? You're going to have challengers, you're going to have incumbents, and this is just normal for this time of year. I'm excited that we have competition. I played sports my whole life. I played football in college. I'm excited. I, I, I just I have no problem with competition at all. It's a healthy thing to have competition. As long as it's legitimate and honest competition, I don't have a problem with it at all. And it kind of brings our games up because, you know, we don't have a lot, you know, I'll be quite frank. People say, well, no one ever runs against you guys. Maybe we've been doing something good. I don't know. That's possibly why people don't run against us. Now we have competition and they're bringing their ideas to the table. We, you know, whenever you run, you have to run on your record as an incumbent. We have a record to run on. We have honest, efficient government. That's our record. If the competition thinks they have, can run better, efficient government, state your case. Bring it to the people and let the people decide. This is what America's about. So far, I'm trying to grasp what the competition's goals are to find what their, what their thoughts and what they would improve on. I'm struggling with that. I know what our record is. I know what we have. I know what we've done. And I'm, I'm quite excited about it. And I think competition's a great thing. What else is happening in the EP? Well, basically been focused on the last year of, of our, our financial pictures has been the biggest thing right now. Because with COVID, we weren't sure what was going to happen. We heard dire predictions that, you know, there's going to be no income. All the rest of this, we thought we were going to get slaughtered. So we put ourselves in emergency mode right away when COVID first starts. And, okay, we're going to plan for the worst case scenarios that, that we're not going to have a lot of money come in. And we're going to, we were pleasantly surprised that during COVID, through some of the efforts that we made to help businesses prosper, that, you know what, our coffers have money in still. We're doing okay now. Um, we've done well with that. So that was our main focus during the COVID thing is to make sure 
the financial picture was secure because our budget is predicated, number one, we got to have our money because public safety is number one. You know, during COVID, the police chief still came and said, I need X, Y, and Z to be successful. And our philosophy is public safety is number one. So we better make sure we provide these funds. If we had to make cuts in other areas, if, if, if the street department came and said, I need some machinery for large capital expenditure, we would look at that and say, oh no, police and fire come first. We need our streets plowed. Maybe we'll have to, you know, get a mechanic and work on that old truck a little bit and starve us over for a year. Our department has were wonderful during COVID because we did make some huge cuts because we didn't know where we we're going to be at. And we said, if the money comes in at the end, we'll get it back to you. We've been able to do some large capital expenditures, keep our police department, new squads, uh, update our fire trucks. Uh, uh, our, 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 our EMS guys, paramedics have state-of-the-art equipment in there, in their, in their ambulances now. So we've been able to maintain a balanced budget. We're, we're, we're in the black again. We have another balanced budget during these hard times and still provide the services that our residents require. We know that our largest suburb here that surrounds us on three sides, Chicago, has a real issue with carjackings right now, where it's like something that all people are talking about. Like, this is like a big thing. Like, you go to Chicago to get your car stolen from you while you're driving down the street. And they have all, all kinds of crime issues that are going on in that city. If they border us on three sides, it it's legitimate to believe criminals don't know borders and move in. How often do you hear from uh, the police department about what's going on, especially in areas that are that next to Chicago and how they're kind of combating that kind of thing? Is that the reason why you got to put so many funds into public safety? We've always been strong on public safety for as long as I've been a trustee. That's been our number one priority because the former police chief said to me one day when I was a young man, I was I was chairman of the police and fire commission. So let me tell you something. If a citizen does not feel safe in his house, he will leave this town in two seconds. This town will become a ghost town. So your number one priority has to be public safety. And if the residents feel safe and secure, they'll stay. And obviously, this was 25 years ago, 30 years ago, this gentleman made, told me this. And obviously, he was correct because our, we, we, we've really focused on public safety. We have 62 full-time sworn officers in this town. So you ask about carjackings. You know why we don't have carjackings in this town? Because the bad guys know Evergreen Park police don't mess around. It's not like Chicago where they're, they're spread out too thin and they got trouble issues here. At any given time, there's undercover guys, there's tech guys, there's, there's, there's supervisors on the streets. We make a police presence known to the bad guys that you come in Evergreen Park, you're going to have some trouble. So the bad guys go, maybe we ought to stay out of Evergreen Park because we know we're going to get caught and we're going to get in trouble. So let's talk a little bit about another aspect of public safety. I'm going to tell you a fun story. I'm teaching my oldest, my 15-year-old daughter, Audrey, how to drive. She's driving down the street and she's, she's made these great improvements and she's going down the side street. And she gets in, she gets down to your block. And as we're halfway down the block, I go, Hey, village trustee lives right here on this block. You're going to get a ticket. You, he's going to come run out of the house. You're in trouble. Usually I'm a guy yelling at cars and yelling, <laughs> slow down. And they look at me like, I don't care who I am or who I am. There's kids in this neighborhood. You better slow down. Right. Do you ever find that you do that every once in a while though? I because like, I, I get very like me. I get very upset because you know me, I'm on 99th street. So I see like the, the, I see the late night drive through a stop sign, the people that accelerate down 99th way too fast. Well, first of all, I grew up in 99th street too. I lived at 99th and Blair and I grew up. Okay. And I saw, so you know what it's like. It's a night, even in the, I'm going to tell you a real quick story. When my dad bought his house, in 1953, he's out there with his pitchfork and he's cleaning up the lawn and his car comes flying by and my dad. Good old Italian boy starts screaming, slow down, slow down, slow down. The guy, now my dad had a pitchfork in his hand. The guy did a U-bender, came back, fasted it on 98th Street, 
and gave my dad an obscene sign. He was flying by his house, uh-huh. and my dad took the pitchfork and threw it in his car, and he goes, it stuck right in the side of his car. <laughs> and my dad always said, the guy got, took off, he goes, you know, and he was a young kid, 16 yeah, years yeah. old or so, he goes, I wonder what he told his dad how he got those holes in his car. Did the pitchfork stick? Did he it drive off with right it in the, the car? Side of the, so, uh, like, did he, did he lose his pitchfork in this? He said it, it was a block away before it fell out. <laughs> oh, my God, it's crazy. But that was how it was in the days. And 99th Street's always been a little more hectic because right. of the schools and everything. But, yeah, we've done a, a you know... The, the sad part is, is that you get a lot of people complain. Oh, my God, people are blowing stop signs. People are driving bad. Do it. People are doing this. So when we put police on it, which we do when, when we get enough residential complaints, when the stop signs aren't working, we'll put the police out there. Chris, they're always our people. They're always Evergreen Park residents. Yeah. 90% of the time, they're our people. So our people got to, you know, I've seen the signs go around. Slow down. People are, uh, 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 they have the red signs that they've been putting out. You know, drive like your children live here. But it's those people. Their children actually do live here is what you guys are fighting. Our residents got to follow our laws. You know, they're the first ones to say it's too slow. And it's usually our residents that, you know, oh, my God, I wouldn't do it. No, no, we got you on radar. You know, you blew the stop sign. You know, we get police. So our residents got to be a little more, you know, we all got to work together to get this traffic under control. And folks, before I continue this podcast, I want to tell you a little bit about my friend, Larry Liebforth. Larry was born and raised right here in Evergreen Park and has been in business for almost 30 years. I continuously see him volunteering his time with local sports associations, helping out the kids, helping raise money for charity. And what you need to know is that Larry is there in case you need some help as well. For nearly 30 years, the law offices of Lawrence G. Liebforth have been handling every kind of law you can think of, from personal injury cases to real estate dealings. If you need a will drawn up, or representation in a criminal case. It's good to know you have local representation available, rooted in the community with decades of experience. Located over at 4001 West 95th Street in Suite 200, give him a call for any of your legal needs. 708-499-6300. The Law Offices of Lawrence G. Leeforth, here to help you. Went out on the road away from my bar and came to John Brand's bar. I'm at Open Outcry on 10900 block of Western. I I love this place, but I haven't I haven't sat down with you in here with a microphone in a while. So thanks for having us here this time around. Thanks for coming in. It's nice to see you again. You know, before we start on the beers, I, I love I love what you've done with the place. It looks so much less like we're in the middle of a pandemic. I love it. It looks normal. I mean, well, you, you must feel pretty normal. I mean, I know you're doing everything right, yeah. but it still feels very normal. It, it, it's getting there. It's getting back to what normal is, I suppose. Um, but we are still in the middle of a pandemic, so right. we're still trying to um, operate this business appropriately and in the right way. So we still have tables spaced out. Uh, we still try to, uh, you know, limit table size, and uh, employees are still following sanitation and mask mandates and all those things. But uh, we do want people to feel comfortable in here. We do want this community to come feel comfortable coming back into bars and restaurants, coming in here, having pizza, having beer, and enjoying themselves again. And uh, over the last couple of weeks, it seems like more and more people are feeling comfortable and coming back out, and it's been. Uh, Refreshing, rewarding, and and frankly necessary because uh, I think myself and all the other employees here we already put our hands in the frying pan. So 
Uh, it's been nice to see people come back out. That's awesome. You always bring up the pizza. Listen, I quit, I quit my my corporate job because I'm just a simple simple man from the south side of Chicago <laughs> that likes the simple pleasures in life. I quit my job to serve to, to make and sell beer and pizza. I love beer and pizza. There's nothing else on this planet that makes me happier than beer and pizza, so that's what we serve here. It's what I eat every day. Beer, really? Beer and pizza. You have the pizza like every day? Almost every day. Just different kinds, or do you have one that you love? The, which one do you love well, the most, John? I'm, I'm a, I want to nail you down on one thing. That it's like John Brand loves this. If well, you show I, have up, a, eat it. I have a little bit of a manic personality, so I, I cycle through the menu in, in phases. So for two or three weeks, all I'll eat is smoked cheese. Okay. And then the next two or three weeks, all I'll eat is the three pigs. And then the next two or three weeks, all I'll do is the margarita. Right now, I'm currently in a in the uh, margarita kick. So <laughs> I, I think I've eaten two or three margarita pizzas every day for the last three weeks. Right. Um, but next week will probably be something. And then I'll eat that until I can't eat it anymore. Margarita is a style that I, I started really enjoying when I was out in California because it was always sunny and like nice outside. It's getting sunny and nice outside. The other great thing is the fact that I think you're gonna you got stuff to put on TV now. Baseball's back. Yeah. People love beer when they're when they're watching baseball. Uh, I got one in front of me here that you've had on the menu before. Lewis uh, Winthorpe. Lewis Winthorpe is uh, I was if we have five core beers, Lewis Winthorpe is one of them. Okay. We brew it every other month. It's a New England style IPA, so it's a hazy IPA with a little sweetness in it. But in the in the hops that we use in that, we'll present a lot of those citrus notes, like the tangerine and the grapefruit and the, and the pineapple. Uh, and then you have some pronounced bitterness in it as well. It's a real nice gateway IPA for uh, for people that don't generally reach for an IPA. Uh, it's an it's an approachable IPA. You it's, taste the citrus in it. Yeah. You, you taste it like I know that Hannah has now been talking about how she likes IPAs. And before and the, we these met, these are the kinds that she likes. Before we met, Hannah wouldn't drink IPAs, no. and we brought over open interest in Lewis Winthorpe, and now uh, she seems to be reaching for those more often. And, and I think it's the citrus notes in these in these particular IPAs that um, uh, that introduce people to the style. So. You have a version of this that has a hot pepper in it or something? Yeah. What kind of pepper's in this? So I every, don't have the version. Every like they, they looked at me like, you want the one with the peppers? And I was like, I just don't have it in me. Like, you need to try it. We're going to get you one. We're okay. going to get you one before you leave. So, all right, all right. So what a, a little bit of a niche for us that seems to have happened over the last two years is uh, Will Turner, our, our head brewer here, who has a passion for peppers in general has started to implement that in his brewing. So every couple weeks, he sets aside a couple barrels of either the Lewis Winthorpe New England style IPA or the Open Interest New England style IPA. And then he'll infuse them with whatever pepper he happens to be cooking with at home. Okay. So ghost peppers, chili peppers, habanero peppers. Because he grows them in his house, right? He grows them in his house, and he also likes to go to these, uh, goes to ethnic grocery stores and buy crazy peppers. Okay. And then he brings them here. He dries them, and then he brings them here. And then he'll introduce them to a couple one-off kegs of either Lewis Winthrop or Open Interest. I think he just came up with the name of another beer, Crazy Peppers. Crazy Peppers. Well, he did. The Lewis... <laughs> The Lewis, Win the Lewis Winthorpe with uh, scorpion peppers, which he does every two or three months, we call the Lewis Windscorp. Oh, wow. It's going to be a beautiful week this week. It's going to be really nice. you got opening day for the White Sox on Thursday. You get all this light that comes into the bar. you got some fresh air that moves throughout the place. you got good beer in here, good pizza. If you got a chance... 
to enjoy a little sunshine in, in a place like Open Outcry, go try this one. Now, now Chris, the, the rooftop won't be open this weekend formally. Okay. But if guests want to grab a beer at the bar and head upstairs and just kind of stand around and enjoy the weather and the sunshine, they're welcome right. to do so. If you want to go college style. Like, if you went to a party and you're like, we're going to go stand on the roof of this right. uh, this apartment building, they, they got it going on right now. Our number one priority for the next couple of weeks is to get all the furniture back upstairs, uh, prepare the deck for the summer rooftop beer, beer garden season, um, and we're looking, we're targeting the last week of April. Uh, May 1st is the latest for a formal opening of the rooftop, but the garage doors up front on Western Avenue will be open, and the back doors will be open so we get those real nice breezes to the tap room, and it almost feels like you're sitting outside anyway. Always fun. I, I I actually feel like I'm missing out always having you to my bar because I'm having a blast at this bar. Open Outcry Brewing. Make sure you check them out. 10934 Southwestern Avenue. They're, they're basically the official brewery of Evergreen Park. John is always around the EP. He's always involved in everything that's going on around there. You've heard him on the show so many times before. Check them out. Remember, they still got the delivery service as well. OpenOutcryBrewing.com. You want to hear an interesting stat? You're going to give me a stat. I'm going to give you an interesting stat. Finish it off with a stat. Interesting stat. About 25 to 33% of all our beer and pizza deliveries are to the Evergreen Park community. Wow. That many going to EP? Almost a third of our deliveries. How do you think they heard about you? <laughs> Mayor Sexton. It was, it was part of Mayor, Mayor Sexton. It was all him. Imagine, one day, out of nowhere... You need your car towed. Who are you going to call? You have no idea. Right, because none of us think about that until it actually happens. So I'm going to give you a name. Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Located in Evergreen Park, Illinois, they will tow your vehicle locally or at a long distance at a very affordable price. What happens when your car needs a jump start? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. What happens when you're locked out of your car? Dreamers Towing and Recovery. You got a junk car, you don't know how to get rid of it, and you just want to move along and get some cash? They buy your junk cars. Covering the EP and the surrounding south side of Chicago, Dreamers is there when you need them with 24-hour service. Call them, 773-410-4549. 773-410-4549. Turn a sudden nightmare into a dream with Dreamers Towing and Recovery. Before I let you go, Mark Marzullo, Village Trustee, give me a prediction. Now, I, I think most people will listen to this before the election. They'll either listen to this the day that the show comes out on Monday or on Election Day on Tuesday. Give me a prediction. I mean, I, I'm just curious as you enter into this election. I know you're not involved in it as a candidate, but you're you're part of a party that's that's running candidates and you are you're 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 the campaign manager for Norm Anderson, which I get a kick out of because the la- my my lasting impression of you two guys is you in that American flag uh, button down shirt walking down the street at the Fourth of July parade in 2019, and Norm next to you, and you just ran over and sat at the table and had a big conversation. And the two of you, like you guys, I could make like a buddy cop movie out of the two of you, right? Like yeah. I think you, you're like you're Abbott and Costello as you walk down the street. So I thought it was really funny when he told me you were his campaign manager. I'm like, well, that makes perfect sense. Well, we got Mo and Larry. If you want to join us, you can be Curly. <laughs> so, so give me a prediction as to how you think this is going to go, Chris. This is this is what I'll say about the election. I believe that the United Homeowners has been been providing honest, efficient, reliable government for many years. And it's up to the people to decide. If the people in Evergreen Park believe that the town is running good, our finances are solid, they like everything they see, 
house, uh, you know, six, seven percent increase in, in sales of, uh, of, of prices on houses. Everybody's houses are going up. It's unbelievable the amount of good things that are happening. People are moving in Evergreen for one reason. They like the town where they came from. They came, I talked to a lot of people that come from Chicago. They don't feel safe. They feel safe in the town. So if the people believe of honest, efficient government is the way to go, we'll win. If people say, hey, I don't think you're doing a good job, we'll lose. But I really think that we've been doing a good job. You know, personally, I think I give it everything I have. I know all the trustees and the mayor do. And if you do the right thing, the people will keep on reelecting you. It's Mark Marzullo. He's a village trustee. He's a good guy who comes down here and joins us at the EP podcast. And uh, uh, Mark, I, I, I appreciate you stopping by any time. Oh, I, my pleasure. You know I, me. I look forward to seeing what happens here this week. And, uh, you know, I mean, like this is. I'm kind of excited about it. I'm, I'm kind of like curious as to how this is all going to go. I'm kind of looking forward to not having somebody on social media get angry about something that's on my show. Like I'm looking forward to going back to normal. So I'm, I'm ready for it, but I appreciate you coming on. Well, Chris, thanks for having me. And it's always a pleasure to be with you. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's going to be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is basement. And the nude is basement. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. Another show is wrapped up. And by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nude is basement. Broadcast basement. The Nudist Basement The Broad Basement Slancha The EP Podcast Heard everywhere podcasts can be found And always at the EPPodcast.com what, what is this called now again? It's got a, it's got a pepper in it? Uh, that is the Lewis Winthorpe with chili peppers Alright, and this is spicy? It, there's a uh, there's some heat to it. Okay, yes. I'm gonna drink it right in front of you okay, just to see whether or not I'm like, gonna watch you drink it. Seems okay. I mean, it's just oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>